eight uh, at this program where I'm usually totally punctual. How could you be punctual when you promise to a few people or more than a few that you're going to come here? Well, it's just my only excuse is that I've been carrying a flu for the last three weeks and I'm here now uh, with you and I'm happy to be here. So for those who are going to watch uh, this for uh, the next few minutes, I would like to propose the following. We have um, in on store in store, sorry, something that is called blessings, and I wanted to just talk about that. Uh, the title of this one today should have been "You Change the World with Blessings," and uh, I will bring you some surprising news. For those, especially who go through difficult times with the layoff spree that is going on, especially in the high-tech industry. We all you know, watch or read the news. We know that large companies like Google, Microsoft, um, Amazon, uh, and more and more uh, are laying off people. And uh, we don't know. We, we, we deal, in fact, every day with those who don't know what's going to happen because they're still employed. So that means... They live every single day an incredible amount of uncertainty, of anxiety. And this is why I really think we have a mission here to talk about things through and take a step back for those who want to take a step back. But before I start that, I want to again reiterate something very important to all of you. We have a YouTube channel, and you probably get this type of solicitation all the time. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe but I'm going to ask you to subscribe for one simple reason. And this is because I think if you are watching this regularly, then you start maybe uh, being, uh, you know, solidar with our uh, efforts that we are working on this program. I'm not alone. We get guests from time to time, more often than me being alone here. And we need you to subscribe on YouTube. YouTube is an excellent channel for producing this kind of program, for podcasting on Spotify, for continuing to also be live here on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, and, and more channels of uh, social media. Because we want to do that in a, in a regular fashion, and we want to add more and more quality, step back, review it, and always make it better, I need your support. For those who watch regularly, who we could call the loyal ones, please subscribe. It would be really appreciated. Go to the YouTube channel where you will see you, you, you Change the World or my name, Andre Pollitzer, or go online at www.andrepollitzer.com and register, please. That's my really loud and clear appeal of the day. Now, you can send also chats while I'm talking, questions, comments, they are more than welcome. And uh, if you have any message you send, you can also send your messages via the website. Again, www.andrepolitzer.com. <clears throat> so let me continue with this following story and the story of those layoffs that happened from cycle to cycle, because especially in the US, it's really a cycle. And I can tell you from my little experience that it's probably between five to seven years cycle. And it's absolutely incredibly upsetting to say that it's not always logical 
it doesn't have to do with a real recession because it's not proven that there is one. And if economically companies have difficulties, of course, the first thing they think about is the largest, highest, heaviest overhead, which is labor, which is, uh, you know, a headcount and people who are taking a salary, right? Those are the full-time, the FTEs, the FTPs. They are definitely the first ones to be questioned if they should be kept or not kept. Then comes along so many other things. How are we going to do that? Are we going to be uh, compliant with law and give them, uh, you know, packages for them to leave, which they better do because otherwise they will be in trouble? Or the employer wants to add more to it and make it very human, very caring, which sometimes is worth doing, uh, but it's not always happening that way. So I want to tell you that there is no one to blame and that uh, there is just a culture of volatility. Uh, and it's a young country, the United States, still very young, with a very short history compared to so many other continents and cult or countries or cultures. So people are more mobile in this country today. We still can say the same. The work environment is as stable as it can get, but we know usually that it's a kind of like a, a bus stop in our journey. Uh, and what we do every single day, that's what we should do, is to go, give the best of ourselves, have loyalty to the brand, to the company, to all the obligations I have towards my employer and be the most, you know, the honest, uh, motivated and passionate employee. But when it comes to looking at the big picture, you can have all the projects and plans that you want. You can have discussions with your supervisor about your development plans and your future and your career. There is a little bit of a variable there that sometimes we completely forget. And when we get used to something, because we're human beings, then we gain confidence that we're in a very stable place and there is no, no reason for me to go. Or there will be nothing that will happen to me that will make me go from the, where I'm going every single day, and it is to work. And even if I get promoted, if I get praised, if I get an incredible review, it can happen overnight that I received this pink slip. It is my third, uh, you know, weekly change your world about being laid off because I live every single day the story of my clients. And it's extremely painful to see how much we are distant to our self-care and our self-interest. So I'm not here to teach any lessons. There's nothing to teach. But I want to tell you, as someone who comes from another country, even I've been here for a long time, that each time I see what's going on, and each time I see the counting of the cycle and the number of years, I'm very puzzled by the repetition of the same pattern. And there's a pattern here. Because when things go apparently well, when the bank is pretty well, uh, uh, you know, filled with money, where the cash flow is fine, then there will be a hiring spree and there will be an exaggeration of that. There will be an exaggeration of fringe benefits of those managers and executives that meet every week. We'll give them a lunchbox. We'll give them business class when they travel, you know, often for their jobs. We're going to do all kinds of things. We give them all kinds of, you know, goodies every single day. And then 
when things start to show that it's not that great or there is a little bit more restrictions, then we take it back. Not every culture take that. Do this to your kids, right? You give them a candy and you take back the candy. Just watch what's going to happen. Watch. That means that there is different cultures and different organizations and managers and leaders who care more or care less. But at the end of the day, the result is the same. Someone is going to go home who didn't want to go home, who's going to be in a transition and will have to make drastic decisions about what's going on. And usually what takes too much time, what is too long in terms of the transition is the suffering, is the guilty part of me that say, say what did I do wrong? And uh, this and that. They did not keep me because I was probably in the, in the tail of all that line of people because of some reason that I, I am responsible for. Who knows if this is true? Because again, the metrics, the, re, the, 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 the criteria that employers use to lay off people when it's a massive layoff operation is not necessarily anything that has to do with you. It can be your department, it can be your salary, or it can be all kinds of other things that they are picking and say, all these group of people have to go. All that group of people have to go. Nothing to do with you personally, but that's the one who's going to receive the pink slip, and this is you. Now, what I'm trying to focus on today, and this is why I wanted to call this You've Changed the World with Blessings, is to understand you, you have and you get an enormous amount of blessings through that process. I want you to know that. It's not necessarily a religious, a religious statement. There's people who are having faith in God, so obviously the blessing comes from God. But there's other people who think that they have a destiny, they have a journey, and they have luck, all kind of other you know, angels or intermediaries that are spiritual or not, that are in fact in this journey throwing like flowers different blessings on you, and you're not counting them, you're not even seeing them because you're completely, completely blinded by something that makes you suffer. The disconnection to what was in fact flowing every two weeks, which was a paycheck, and all of those things are disappearing from your landscape all of a sudden. Hopefully you're going to have a good package, you've been with the company for a number of years, but all in all, it can be as sudden as that, that you might even be gone after just a few months being in this company and then no package at all, or left with maybe one month of salary. So you have a very short period of time. And by the way, this period of time can be six months, nine months, or three years. There's people who stay with this frustration, with this lack of, of faith in themselves and in their destiny, that in fact, this move, when they're going to look backwards in six months from now, in a year from now, and they're going to see that thanks to this layoff, they've been pushed to, see, to think this through and to take a step back like a deep one, take a deep breath. Someone told me today, she was in her car and she looked at her 32 years career backwards. Never did that before. Why? Because this whole thing is happening around her. She's not fired. She's not laid off. But she's thinking, because she watch, is watching, and she has to be, she's a manager. She has to, to spread the word. She has to take care of those people who are crying, who are 
scared and all of that to give them good words, to give them support, mental support, because that's also the role of a leader and a manager. But the blessing, the thing that I'm telling you now, that I'm sharing you now, with you now, that there is an opportunity here, a huge opportunity, but we don't see it because we're blinded by the emotional shock that we're going through. So easier said than done. I'm not saying you can get to a level of awareness and strength with yourself that you receive the news, you get the, the pink slip, and you move on. That's not an easy thing to do, especially when you've been there for a long time. I can remember Enron, that story where it's more than a, a layoff situation it was. They were losing all their benefits. They were losing their, all their pensions, if you remember that. Enron, right? The petrol company, the, 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 the oil company. To just go back to that story, Google it, and look always to appreciate where you are that this was much worse than what you're going through right now. Probably your 401k will continue to carry on with your next job, et cetera, et cetera. But at least it builds your IRA, it builds your retirement, builds your pension. All of that is continuing. The pink slip does not disconnect you from that, normally. So, blessings, with a capital B, is what's going on too. But we're just blinding ourselves from it. This reflection on your career, on what you achieved to this point, this is, I think, the key word that I want to share. If you can walk away from, take away from this few moments here, that you're going to change the world also by changing yourself and your perception of your destiny. Trust yourself. Trust your destiny, right? Have faith in your destiny. And maybe it was the right time for you to leave this current job. Maybe in your journey, this is the best thing that happened to you. You will realize that in the future, not right now, for sure. But you always wanted to have a better job. You always could make a counting of how much in percentage do I do things that I really love and things that I'm compromising with all the time. How much value do I give to my job compared to my family, to my work-life balance, because I'm a workaholic or because I'm asked to work over hours and hours and hours or my difficulties, catching up all the time, being behind, or having incredible pressure on deadlines. Those things that happen every day are blinding us because we're like slaves in the, to, to some extent. We're slaves because slaves is when you are submitted to a system and we have no time to think. That's what slavery was and still is in places where slavery still exists. Or in work environments, where the pressure is such that people don't have time to think. If you're one of the people that I'm describing and you recognize yourself in what I'm saying and describing, obviously there is some of you who do because this is definitely this, what I'm hearing every single day. This blindness is infinite. The clarity is waiting for you around the corner and has to do with you, with what you like, with what's waiting for you, with your network of people that you know, those closest friends and relatives that you are in contact with all the time. This is those people, just to give you this insight, that tip, who are currently updated on what you do. They don't need your resume. 
They don't need you to tell, they even don't need you to say as much to them. They know that you've been laid off or are going, are possibly going to be laid off. And now they didn't think about you, but your call, your connect, reconnecting with them connects the dots right away. And they said, oh my gosh, I never thought of you. I have a position right now. I have something. I need you in my team. Da -da 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 -da. This can happen at the first degree. Those who are currently connected to you, who you currently working with or just worked with someone. There was a lot of moves. Also, I, would, I want to say the last six months, many executives moved out. During COVID, many people changed jobs to look for highly paid jobs. There was a, a, a real shortage of competencies, of people with competencies. Amazing. So these people are now in position in places where they don't lay off. On the country, they are recruiting. Or for special people like you, with your skills, with the angle that you take that makes you so special, or because you think out of the box, that person you are, because you're so special, and that people know you being special, can be in high demand for another industry, another type of companies, smaller maybe, a startup, or a family-owned company, kind of another paradigm, let's put it this way, and look for someone like you, with your experience, with what you just bring to the table, with all the assets that you own, that you don't even know you own. This is why, when this pink slip happens, but really, if possible, before that, you need to be marketable. You need to know those things so well and be aware and increase this awareness of not only your marketability, but the, the value of the connections that you have, of your network. It's like a pipeline for you. It's amazingly valuable. And you valuable to that package of people, to that pipeline of people. So the networking is definitely the number one thing that I'm thinking of if I know what I want. But the first and very first questions you ask yourself, at certain stage of your career, the question is different. But let's take an example of someone who's midlife. So midlife, or a little bit more than midlife, to say midlife of the career life. And that person has another 20 years to, to, to work, or 15 years to work, as experience, has been proving himself or herself for the job that they had. This is maybe the time to ask yourself these percentages I was mentioning. How much of a compromise do I have with this or with that? So this is what we have in our conversations. I'm not advising. I'm not uh, mentoring. I'm coaching. And when I just ask questions and the answers come back, yes, I have friends. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in very good connection with my, with my suppliers. They know me so well. We've been working together with for 20 years. I trust them. They know what I'm capable of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So John, Julie, you know, Adam, et cetera, et cetera. All those guys who are in your closest circle who experienced you and you experienced them, those that are the ones that can think of you when they're going to need you or you're going to need them. And I want to tell you, the first and foremost, and this is what I want to leave you with, question mark, 
is why don't you try to see what's most fitting for you and define this on paper before you write the resume or refresh it, before you write a cover letter, before you apply to a job, to please ask yourself, what is it that you really want? What is the dream job for you? What is the dream position for you? And then, of course, make it realistic. But once it is realistic and it is exactly what you want, you have a benchmark. You can now select the people you want to connect with. You can now write this resume and emphasize all the values and, and, and shining aspects of your career that can have to be there to show how much they match what is required for you to be hired and selected for a job. Or something else. Someone can just take this opportunity, opportunity of being laid off to start up his own or your own company and now extract the whole entrepreneurial part of you and use some of the money you put on the site for that or find someone to finance you in the family or someone who trusts you and be on your own. So many people did that. A passionate guy in, 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 in bicycles started a, 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 a bike shops right after being laid off. He had some money on the side, rented a local, started to buy and had good deals to, uh, to start an inventory started with his circles of friends, all the, the, the big you know, fans of bicycles in the area, and they started to start this business. And one day, and I tell you this is really what happened, I think about 10 months down the road, right, this guy looked around and said, wow, if I would not have been laid off, I wouldn't be here doing exactly what I love. And I see the money coming in, I pay my bills, all of this is rolling, and it's rock and rolling. I don't think 10 months is enough to do that, but some achieve that goal pretty quickly because once you're clear, everything opens up. Do you believe me? Once you're clear, once you want for yourself, opens up. Once you're clear, take a coach today. If you're not clear to get the right questions, to write to get guidance, the right guidance, so that you get to this clear picture of who you want to be, who you want to be, where you want to be, and when you want to be there. Hopefully, this kind, these few words will give you a certain conviction that being laid off is an opportunity. Being laid off can be a blessing. That you can see this a little, a little bit further in your career, looking backwards and saying, "Wow, if I wouldn't have, if it, if look, and the, micro, the microphone is flying, if I wouldn't have been, if I would not have been laid off." I wouldn't be in this incredible position right now. And to take that deep breath is, is, is vital. Instead of staying in the frustration, the sadness, the disappointment, the incredible fear, the scare, the shock, the paralyzation of, of your life because something happened that you could not control, that was completely independent of you, which, by the way, brings another topic, which we'll extrapolate a little bit more next time, which is to play the victim or to choose to be the player. And there's all kinds of things that have been written about that. What do you want to be? Because the victim is someone who's stuck. It's going to, blame, going to blame someone. The system, the employer, the economy, God. 
whoever that person is going to blame, or of course himself or herself, that's definitely the first one you're going to choose. The blaming, the complaining, the being stuck and stuck and stuck and stuck is not going to help. What's going to help is who are my best friends? Who are those that will know me the best? Who have seen me in my best times, my best accomplishments, etc., etc., etc. And then think about, hey, maybe that's the time for me to to really answer that very question of what I want for myself so that I'm happy. I can really do what I do best in the best environment I want and breathe and breathe everything in my life, including my workplace and my work. At some times in our life and career, a little bit ahead, you know, in our career, we can ask and we are entitled to ask ourselves these kind of questions. Not get depressed because something exterior of ourselves, totally external, that we could not control, happened to us. The very experience of being laid off or losing someone, those things can also happen, God forbid, and there is a, 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 a more difficult, much more difficult trial in kind of things where, are, where the emotion is about mourning and about going through a terrible time when it's about laid off. Do you really want to mourn for a long time the position that you had for so long? I think the best is to move on, right? To move forward, to see this as an opportunity. Please, let's smile. Let's try to really walk the walk and go through this path that is totally the best path, which is your life, your channel, your direction, and the most it's fitting your likes and what you want, the better. So please think about those things. Take it as an opportunity. Prioritize what you want to go to do first. My only suggestion about that thing about first is define, brainstorm, use your partner, your family, whoever, your partner in life. Take a, a, a you know a paper board, take a, a whiteboard, take a paper and a pen. Write all the things that come through your mind. Make a real exercise, a good retreat for yourself of thinking through what you like and what you want. Since when you get the answer of that, and if you really don't get it, take a coach. I'm, ser I'm serious about that, not because I want you to be my client, but to take a coach. The coach, a good coach, should be really a good resource for you to answer that very question. It's confusing sometimes to get the real answer to that question what I really want. But once you get this answer, though, everything after that becomes much clearer. I know what to write in my resume, what to emphasize, what to highlight in my resume, how to write my cover letter if I want to apply for a job, especially finding, identifying the job that I want because I know what I want and get as close as possible to this job, to this type of company I want to work for, for this type of boss I want to have, the type of environment that they are offering, the values that they're presenting, the things that I'm investigating and here are confirming and validating and validating that it is really an equation for me, it's a fit, it's really for me, then when you do that, you're getting to the next level and you look backwards, and this is how I'm concluding, and you see that this layoff that you went through was a real blessing. On those words, see you next week. And thank you very much. And again, my apologies for being late today. Bye.